so uh the appointed hour arrives uh so how do you guys approach this do you just all show up at the roof and basically wait to see who shows up yep right. in costume all right i figure i figure we should have a couple people there and then a couple people watching from a distance mm. like, yeah car like so, uh, Mr. Uh, Brandon is going to message Carson uh, and ask, "Would you mind staying a bit far off? Just as, keep an eye on it with, you know, your your gun." Uh, we can uh, point out on on a map like buildings that you can stand on, so you could jump over quickly if you needed to, but with very good visibility. Yeah, like we'll Ooh. have you on comms so you can still hear everything. But I figure it might be just in case. In case a big cage comes down on the top of the building, <laughs> it might be good to have one person outside of a it. A cage materializes out of thin air. Tactically smart, and it can be dramatically appropriate if I have to reveal myself. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just if you needed to ask any questions, just ask through me. Okay, sure. All right. So who is so is oh, Carson on the only one that's going to be flying re, uh, doing um, Overwatch, or are we splitting the party of some sort? Uh, I Mr. Medium cannot do anything from a distance, so he should might as well be there. And, All right. Yeah, um, I'll be on the roof too. I think I'm a better negotiator. Epimethia, I think a, needs a to be there guy. because Epimethia yep. is kind of the face of the yep. team. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, and I guess Station will also show, will also do that, since he's also not very good at stealth. Yeah, honestly, like, Carson ticks all the boxes for someone who can be on Overwatch duty, because he can hide, he can move between buildings, and he can, uh, also shoot from a distance. Okay. So. And see in the dark. Ah, <laughs> oh, that yeah, too, he, right, yes, he has, he has the best vision system. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so, so um... So I'm assuming, like, all the Overwatch, uh, Karstan, you find a good Overwatch position, and the rest of you guys just kind of show up on the rooftop. Oh, all right. Mr. Medium is fully in costume and has his arms crossed. He's pacing back and forth on the top of the building. All right. Uh, did it, who brings the phone, since the note specifically said that um, further instructions would come via that? Uh, I'll, say, I'll say Mr. Medium has the phone. Okay. So... And... Okay, so before you do that, or as you guys are waiting, um, Mr. Medium over the phone, uh, yeah. Alright, so, I'm gonna be trying a couple different voices for now, so if you hear somebody other than me talking to you over the phone, just roll with it. Maybe we should, uh, have a secret word! Alright, I'll say just Carson Hunt at the end of all my sentences. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a good idea. <laughs> Sign all of your texts. <laughs> uh, okay, what about... Uh, do you have an idea for a secret word? Uh, it's gotta be something impactful that only you would say. It's gotta uh, be something special. Damn it, now you put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, hey, Carson, on, just keep an eye out. It's six o'clock and our guy hasn't shown up yet. And then, uh, yeah. at about like thirty seconds after that, uh, the phone rings. Uh, opens phone. Hello. Where's the guy in black? Because <laughs> I can see the rest of you, but I don't see him. Well, I can't uh, see you. So why don't you come out? Oh. Tell him. Tell him that he's that Carson is busy with um a robbery downtown. Hot dog. <laughs> I was thinking spur of the moment that the word I picked just go with it hot dog let's just 
me. He's a little indisposed. Did, did the note say that we all had to be there? Uh, it did. So maybe this is him just changing things on the fly. Yeah. 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 Like, so he goes, fine. There's a rooftop about six blocks to your left. And you look Wait, over. Six blocks that way or that way. So Mr. Medium is going to start pointing. <laughs> so, to, like really to show Carson on. Yeah. That, no, the Mr. Medium's one. the guy who would ask that. Yeah, no, so. that's that's totally in character. You just kind of hear like a... No, the second one. You see Am me? Am getting warmer? How about you, new? I'm going to say that at that point, you can actually see that there is another person on a rooftop that is about like... But significant distance away that is looking at you guys from binoculars. All of yous land on the east side of the building, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Uh, and with that, he's gonna close the phone. And, uh... Alright! We gotta go over there! We gotta land on the east side! Uh, Alright, all right, I guess. Okay. I feel like we're gonna run around. I'll find another nearby building and set up shop. Same as, uh, this one. Hot dog. So yeah, um, and we're gonna Mr. Medium will jump. Uh, I I assume Pelican. Uh, wait, can Station transport himself? Yes, he can run fast, right? Station but can he, run fast, and also he can just have Kiai throw him like a javelin. Oh, okay. So we're, <laughs> so the two of us are gonna so the two of us are gonna jump. Yeah, uh, and the other two will fly over. Yeah. And so you all land on the, as agreed, the east side of this uh, building and standing on the other side of the roof. So like you guys are on the, like the east facing side of the building and standing on the very opposite side is a man wearing a domino mask and a slightly ill-fitting suit. And he just kind of like takes a puff of a cigarette, looks at you and says, assembled members of Torch, good evening. Thanks for meeting me here on such short notice. And uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, just staying on uh, that side of the building, and uh, you, and he points to Station, I don't exactly know what shit Orlogia could do, but I know enough about his stupid woo crap to know that you should keep that uh, ghost pal of yours uh, well on the side of the other side of the building, if you wouldn't mind. No offense to you guys, it's just the man in my line of work tends to know that, uh, well, a person's word isn't really worth much, as it were. Speak for yourself. <clears throat> what, uh, what's your ankle, pal? Well, like I said in my letter, I figure the only people in town that might be looking for me are the people that are going to be busting down door other people are you guys. Cops don't really give a shit now that the mad chemist is in prison, not unless I start making a ruckus, and that's not exactly my style. So I figure I help you guys out. You guys don't throw me in prison, and it's a win-win for both of us managed to get uh, an up on the uh, centuries after they kind of uh, trashed you on national television. What kind of help can you give us? Well, I'm willing to bet that you don't exactly... You might have stopped the mad chemist, but uh, he had help if you hadn't noticed. All that uh, mechanical shit in his warehouse doesn't exactly spring up overnight. So I figure I can tell you what I know, and, um, well, I have something of a business proposition, if you're interested. Stop beating around the bush and just say it! What do you got? Well, first things first. You're not gonna arrest- you're not just gonna jump across this damn building and throw hands at me once I've given you what I know, right? <clears throat> um... Mr. Medium looks back at Epimethea. Uh, yeah, so Epimethea, um... says... 
if the information... <clears throat> Sorry, let me get, get the voice for... If you provide us with proper information, uh, we may be... Consider leniency when dealing with you. The, uh... You are, after all, uh, as far as we are aware, not exactly, uh... Well entrenched with the the mad chemist. Ah, uh, what gave it away? <laughs> I kid, of course. Anyway, uh, so, and um, at this point, he finishes the cigarette and kind of like stows it in one of those like uh, butt containers and says, "Any of you ever heard of a company called Think Tank?" How about you lateness? I don't know much, unfortunately, but I do know that they're the ones that ended up bankrolling the. Uh, operation that uh, the mad chemist was running basically seems to be some sort of uh, fucking weird startup culture open source superhero technology anyway the gist of it is is that people can invest in the company either money or resources and in return they'll provide them with uh dividends i guess of some sort the mad chemist provided them with something. Hell if I know what it is. All I know is once he gave it to them, they were more than willing to throw in a bunch of money to help bankroll his little scheme. Hence the uh, the tank and all the factories and stuff. Mm. As far as I can tell, they still seem to be operating in the Pacific City area, though for what reason beyond... Uh, for what reason, I'm not sure. Bastards aren't exactly what I'd call... Uh, open-minded, considering there's like a minimum investment that you need to meet in order to get into the get onto the damn thing. No, they do seem to have some pretty good connections. Don't exactly know where they are, but I'd imagine they're probably based somewhere in the free market states, considering how loosey-goosey they seem to be running with this show. And uh, the free market states, as all of you know, is the sort of hyper-free-market um, nation-state that exists directly to the east of Cascadia. The hyper-libertarian land. Yes. Luffy's <laughs> working with those suit-and-tie CEO garbage bags, and it's probably nothing good! Oh, that's the thing. I mean... If he was a smart man, whatever he's managed to put into the damn th company will probably p probably pay out for the rest of his life. But uh, assuming he ever gets out of prison, I doubt he's going to be that uh, reasonable, considering how much of a goddamn shit show his original plan was. By the way, thanks for taking care of that. That really uh, saved my skin a little bit. What was his original plan? Oh, you're going to fucking love this. So, uh, you know that metal shit that he threw at you, right? The super hardening stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, originally, he was going to just throw that on. Well, his plan, as it was, was he was going to show up during the Century Day celebrations and try and coat him in that gunk. But the follow-up, which you guys thankfully stopped, oh, Jesus, was that he was going to encase them in that shit, and then he was going to have the seed the clouds with some sort of acid rain that would dissolve any metal it touched which would have been fun which you know obviously means that it would melt the centuries along with buildings infrastructure uh pretty much you know scaffolding basically what i'm getting at is you guys managed to really put a kibosh on him by stopping him from getting the data from the hit institute and stopping him from getting into that vault so like i said thanks for that yeah, I'm listening to all this from a nearby building, and I'm just thinking to myself, 
we managed to save the goddamn city from this, and we're still not getting the credit from the sentries? So yeah, hence the reason why I'm here. Because I'm not exactly, because at this point, I consider you guys owing me a favor. I didn't realize that his plan was such a goddamn gong show until I was basically up to my neck in it. So, you guys stopping it really did me a solid. So, I figured I'd return the favor. Because I'm not exactly a guy that likes holding on to other people's debt. Or being in debt, as the case may be. So, uh, if I, if, I, if I could speak up here for a second. You were involved with the Mad Chemist plans to a certain extent, realized you were in over your head, uh, and then by sheer chance managed to get away. And now, what exactly do you want from us? Aside from the immediate, you know, we, we don't bother you anymore. Would you consider, well, uh, let me ask this. To what extent were you involved? How incriminated were you, aside from just being, you know, within the Mad Chemist General vicinity? Why are you so worried about the way that we would treat you, the way that you might be treated by law enforcement? What have you done? Oh, well, I'm just worried that you guys are going to just, you know, try and find me out. As long as you guys aren't really looking for me, I don't think the cops really give a shit that I'm out walking around, since uh, I doubt they're really looking for me anyways. Right, find you out, find out what exactly? Well, my secret identity, try and, you know, do something. I know those uh, lizard guys you had out front managed to snap some pics on my license plate. I figured you might have something like that, so uh, kind of wanted to cover my bases. Though now that you mention it, I did have something of a business proposition, since I think we can work well together, if you will en- uh, entertain me. Go on. So, like I said, I didn't really realize that the Mad Chemist was completely goddamn psychopathic until I was basically neck deep in it. And the thing is, this happens to a lot of guys that get involved with supervillainry, right? Like, they give you some enticing offer of some money up front, and by the time you realize that they're trying to blow up an orphanage, you're kind of, you know, in the shit. And if you try and go to the cops, well, they're likely to just throw you in prison, even if you take the plea deal. And it's not like the seaside centuries can really go to everybody that shows up on their doorstep begging amnesty. But what if an entrepreneur manages to spread the word that, hey, torture all right, that uh, they kind of worry about the safety of the city and not, you know, all the moving parts and... If you're willing to let them know, maybe they'll let it slide while they go after the guy trying to, you know, do the damn nasty thing. So you're asking that essentially we pardon you for any past misgivings and in return you'll act as our PR person. Well, not exactly a PR person. I'm willing to bet that uh, whatever information that allowed you to get ahead of the Mad Chemist schemes is probably evaporated at this point. Am I right? That's not really my department, but uh, I guess we Let's didn't really... Just say that we do take the deal. What if I find out you got some undesirable hobbies? I mean, I am probably not exactly the best thing, but that's what makes me good, because I can run in circles that you guys can't. I'm not saying that, uh, like I said, I'm asking for amnesty for the current crime. You find out my methods aren't exactly on the level, or you got a problem with them, we can talk that sort of turkey later on, and maybe you do have to sock me one. I'm just saying, maybe I can be of help in terms of getting you information. Of course, um, none of this would come cheap. We'd have to work out payment plans, schedules, that sort of thing. 
payment plans, we could just arrest you at any time. We have your license plate number. <laughs> we could well, track you down. Uh, so Cassandra's actually gonna like pipe in over the over the the earpieces and say, "Hey, okay, so here's the thing with this guy. Like, we at, at as far as we know, all he was was all he did was press some buttons in that control room that that like spun us around a little bit. Right. Like, I don't, all right, um, all right, all right. Maybe, maybe I spoke too soon. So essentially, what you're asking is kind of for for an an under the board." Uh, behind the ba the law's back kind of uh, a community service deal except you get paid for it nicely oh. uh okay hmm. uh mr Minion has his arms crossed and he he seems like he's willing to begrudgingly go with this uh cassandra will say uh why don't you suggest that uh we need to to talk the offer over and that uh we'll get back to him on a on a final decision is there a time limit on this offer of yours? I mean, it's uh, it's very interesting, but you got to understand it, it's a little unconventional. Oh, of uh, course, but uh, what is it? What is conventional in uh, your guys' line of work? Haha. <laughs> uh, I guess what I'm asking is, can we take a day or two to think about it? Sure. Like I said, the offer stands so long as you don't suddenly decide to turn around and throw me into the clink. All right. Give us another hey. couple of days. Uh, one question before we let you go. The Mad Chemist seemed intent on holding auditions for his plans. Did you have to pass such an audition? Oh, yeah. Uh, I stole a thumb drive containing the information about all of Marino's made men. <laughs> I, I assume we all look at each other at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and you go like, wait, what? <laughs> and you can tell that he was waiting to drop that because he is having the biggest shit-eating grin on his face. Uh, Mr. Medium. So, if you're having any questions about my efficacy, let's just say that's my uh, resume, as it were. All right, smart guy. Uh, and so at this point, all of you guys kind of realize, or you're like, well, what's the angle? And you realize, one, he kind of wants to get paid. Two, okay. having people that might be able to protect him from Marino, who he's probably pissed off significantly, pissed off in a major way, might yeah. be a good idea. <laughs> It also kind of puts the ball in our court a little bit. Um, but okay, okay, smart guy. For the time being, let's just call it for tonight. Uh, I guess we'll contact you yeah. when we've thought it over. You've it's got a, the phone? A, uh, yeah. Feel free to get it back at me. It's a, a strong offer. I'll give you that. And um, so, um, well, is there anything else you'd like to ask me before I retire for the evening? Let's just see if this turns out to be a raw deal. I'm gonna twist you into a shape where you'll fit inside a silly straw. <laughs> Buddy, I've met things that can kill me. I'm not really worried about that too much. But uh, if that's all, then uh, I'll be seeing all of you later. And uh, with that, he just kind of like steps up onto the side of the um, like the building and just kind of like jumps off. <laughs> you just hear crack, 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 smash, crack. Yeah, you just hear like a thud and he goes, ooh! And like you hear something like walking away on what seems to be an obviously broken bones. And then, yeah, he just walks off into the night. I, wait, what? <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Seems extremely durable at the very least. 
Well, that that was kind of interesting. Not really what I expected in a lot of different ways, but you know, I'm kind of war- warming to the idea. Hmm. I mean, if if he has that level of info, if he actually has information on all of Marino's made men, that's that's a a that would be very useful, especially since we uh, eventually Marino is going to is going to turn on us when we stop being useful to him. Yeah, and I mean, at least for the time being, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Person, what's your thoughts on this? You've uh, worked in these kinds of circles more than yeah. any of us. I will say, Carson, um, yeah, you basically see from a different angle of like what happens, and he literally just jumps off the building, hits the ground, and then walks away, and slowly, like, it goes from this, like, very painful limp to him just walking away as usual. Okay, that's pretty fucked up. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go back to the group after... Yeah, I've just been fiddling around through random voice associations, having no idea what each one does. Then when, you know, Epimethea asks that, Well, if I might offer my two cents on the situation... Oh, Southern, okay. Um, basically, my thoughts in regards to this matter... Sometimes superheroes do need to work with a few undesirables for the sake of taking out some bigger and better bad guys. Hot dog. Carson, you can stop. You can just get over here. You don't need to, like, keep doing the hot dog thing. Oh, well, that's a relief. I'll be be over in two shakes of a cat's tail. I did not mean to say that. It's the voice modulator. And so with that, uh, yeah, Carson on quickly swings over. This voice modulator with, like, Markov, Jane, Southern, like, witticisms... (laughs) Incredible things of predictive AI there. that can add the correct things at the end of the sentence. Well, yeah, that, <laughs> I'll be over that, there I'll... in a second, converting a second two shakes of a tail. <laughs> I mean, that's how the pirate one worked. It added words in. Mm. The AI okay. in this mask is too powerful. <laughs> that might be the most high tech piece of equipment we have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, there's a reason nobody messes with the costume shop guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, after due consideration, I do believe that adding this fella into our ranks as uh, one of our constituents might be a good idea. I mean, I, I don't know if his offer was to join us in a sense. It sounded like he kind of just wanted to be treated like an independent contractor. Hmm. Uh, an informant. Yeah, like we, we pay him to do specific things or to find out specific things for us. I don't think that's that bad of a deal, especially since we don't actually have any record of him committing any crimes. It's not like we'd be colluding with a criminal. Yeah, I I agree. If It's my much less of a gray area than I had first expected. I tried looking around through his records, and I didn't find anything too incriminating. My guess is he is a very low-tier sort of criminal who just does things mm, petty enough that ratting him out to the police would not really be of much consequence. It also seems like he's significantly motivated by money, considering how much he dropped those, you know, payment plan things. Well, considering that, men who are motivated by money are a very simple sort. They can be either a very close ally or a worst enemy, depending on who has given them a more sizable check. Well, I, I, I can definitely, unless he, his rates are incredibly absorbent, I, I can probably uh, cover 
going to him for the occasional piece of information. Uh, especially, like I said, if we if we ever uh, end up getting on the bad side of the Marino crime family. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed, maybe I misinterpreted this, but it, it kind of seemed like, at least for this first deal, that what he mostly wanted is not payment, but just for us to like get off his back and guarantee that we won't go after him for being a compatriot to the mad chemist. And I, I think we've kind of already agreed that it's not worth the trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, I would say that for the time being, we keep a close eye on him. Make sure not to divulge too much information that could put us at risk, because if somebody were to come along, he would probably, uh, well, no, not probably, almost certainly betray us in the same way that he just betrayed the mad chemist. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. keep him at arm's length, obviously. Doesn't exactly seem like he's a particularly loyal sort. Mm. But, I mean... Free, so we do need a new. I mean, it would be nice to have some more contacts on the other side, as it were, especially since the hunter's in prison and Ben's out of the game. Well, all right, we'll just keep this one out of the books in that case. Yeah, uh, at this, uh, you guys get a ping from Nat, uh, and Nat comes on and says, I'm not interrupting anything, am I? Uh, no, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to let you know that there seems to be some sort of activity, um, happening. At, uh, in an area, I remember you talking about the Harpies territory. There seems to be some sort of congregation that's happening, but, well, it hasn't turned violent yet, but I figured I'd let you know. Oh, bless your heart, Nat. That is so considerate of you, darling. Uh, yes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to get this into the workshop, and you hear, like, the sounds of something being, like, like something on very rusty wheels being, like, dragged across, dragged through. Well, then. I suppose that'll be something we should ask them about when we return to the base, but for now, how about we investigate some of this uh, trouble going on? Whew. Yeah, it's gonna be a long night, I guess. Sure. Yep. Let's go. Alright. So, you guys fly over, and it seems to be a, um... Kind of like a, a diner sort of thing. And as you guys get closer, you notice that there are... Let me just pull up the thing again. Oops. Um, there are about... You see immediately, like, the, um, the sort of, like, these guys in what seems to be, like, leather jackets with a very large logo on the back that seems to indicate that they're, uh, from the true Iron Devils. And sort of across the street, there's this very large group of people that seem to be dressed up in, like, suits, but they're not, from what you can tell, they don't look like they're Merino men. The There's a color scheming to them that seems to be a bit more that's not the merino colors as it were or they're not repping like merino pins basically <laughs> so as you guys get closer you can kind of uh they kind of like notice your presence since i'm assuming you didn't try and creep up stealthily and one of the uh the men in the iron devil side says oh well looky here looks like we've got an audience how quaint don't worry torch uh me and my boys here were just deciding to grab a quick bite to eat and then from across the street you hear Ah, uh, yes, but uh, I think you've overstayed your welcome far enough. And there's that palpable tension in the air where it's very obvious that, like, one they both want to try and go at each other, but they're kind of hesitant to do so. Like, siblings that want to kind of beat the crap out of each other but can't because their parents are there. Mm. And the sort of uh, yeah. bickering back and forth kind of uh, sort of continues. So what would you guys like to do in this case? Um, well, they seem to be maybe not afraid of us, but unwilling to get into a fight in front of us. So maybe we could make a big show of just standing around, being here, watching them, you know? 
Okay. So just to give you some ideas about numbers, there's about um, four of the True Iron Devil guys. There's one that very clearly looks like he's the leader of the bunch. Okay. Uh, and there's about ten of the thugs that Gene sort of goes over comms and says, those are collective dudes. I'm pretty sure those are, that's their uh, style. And so there's about ten of those with two guys that seem to be sort of like acting as what look to be lieutenants. Oh, boy. Uh, Mr. Medium quietly over the mic is like, you want me to go in there and make a miss? Uh, maybe not, but, you know, you could just intimidate him a bit. Alright, uh, Mr. Medium. <laughs> okay. Really, really convince him that they don't want to mess with us. Um, just a little check. Um, these guys are outside the diner, but not in it? Yeah, it, it looks like that they were probably, like, you're not entirely sure. They're just sort of, like, in the, they're sort of in the parking lot of the diner, and there's this large group of the collective guys that is, like, across the street. Okay, so, yeah, I am gonna head out, uh, like, on the sidewalk to position myself in between the two gangs. And then I'm just gonna turn around, and I'm gonna ask, so, members of Torch, if I'm my ass chillings, and I'm just gonna uh, look at the diner. I'm gonna order us some food. Are y'all hungry for something? And when they hear the voice, they all just kind of turn and look at you, and there's this, like, palpable <laughs> moment of, like, what the fuck? Um, and I'm thinking to myself, God, I really didn't want to use this voice, but trying anything else right now, I cannot risk it being something worth, like, with the Mickey Mouse incident. Ah, uh, the incident. The incident. Mm. Um, Mr. Medium just says, Well, you know how I like it. Just make sure the meat's rare and bloody. And he's going to walk up and, like, crack his knuckles and then standing right near the guy without looking him directly in the eye, he's going to just, like, whatever the closest object he can crush with his bare hand is. You You crush someone's garbage can. Yeah, sure. One knuckle sandwich just the way you like it. You got it. And how about the rest of y'all? Uh, give me a, give me a burger. Hmm. Well, and then one of the, um, the collective thugs sort of comes up and says, Please, Torch, while your assistance in, uh, getting rid of this trash is appreciated, they should know better than to walk through here with such nonchalance. Oh, who said anything about helping out? It's been a long night for me and my friends, and we are just trying to um, provide ourselves with some libations from this here uh, delicatessen. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, you asshole. <laughs> One of the uh, true Iron Devil sort of retorts back. Oh, bless your heart. Now, Epimethia, I understand you don't eat, dear. Um, Pelicanetic, uh, nothing with poultry, I understand? Uh, yeah, just a coffee. Black. Ooh. Excellent. Just the way I like my men. I did not mean to say that. Why the fuck did I mean to say that? Uh, um, <clears throat> perhaps that it would be better point. for everyone uh, if we all went our separate ways this evening and no further issues occurred. Uh, one of the Iron Devil lieutenant speaks up and says, sure, just waiting on them to walk away. I'm going to head into the diner and I'm going to place the orders. Okay. Uh, the diner staff are as expected, reasonably concerned, as the tension in the air is quite palpable. So as everyone is kind of sitting in the standoff, the uh, the Iron Devils kind of chirp at each other, uh, and then all of a sudden you see a car sort of round the corner, and it sort of starts driving through, 
But then as it gets closer to the like where these two people are sort of standing in the middle, it slows down and suddenly there's gunfire. And suddenly everything uh, pops off as the Iron Devils say, waste them! And a fight breaks out. The car proceeds to try and speed off. It doesn't really seem to have like hit a lot of people. It was mostly just kind of, uh, well, a drive-by. But, uh... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things are popping off, and we're going to go into combat. All right. Uh, and I'm going to say first on the docket is Carsonon. You're in this diner, and all of a sudden you hear gunshots. What do you do? Okay. So if I could ask all of y'all to keep your heads down below the counters and try to find your way to the nearest fire exit, that would be greatly appreciated. Y'all are the best. Um, it, And I'm just going to bring out my rifle. Uh, stay low to the ground now, y'all here? And I'm just, and I'm running out just, I have got to figure out a better voice for this mask. And I'm gonna just, um, so in terms of the enemies, uh, present, um, yeah, uh, so who, how many parties are there in this uh, scene total? So, uh, you have the true Iron Devils, um... Yeah, that's all. That's all one star. Uh, so you've got the true Iron Devils, which number about. Uh, oh yeah. So let me just put all of these in the chat for y'all. So, um, sorry. Give me one second. I'm using a screen thing, so it's not as. One D eight. Tenant. Um, just double check. What does TID stand for? Uh, true Iron Devils. Thank you. And. All right, so um, you've got the lieutenants who, for the, uh, like, literally, lieutenant, um, not minions. What does the system call them again? Uh, oh, no, they're actually lieutenants. Okay, yeah, so you've got the lieutenants, and the thugs are uh, minions. I'll probably just change that to, uh, what are we at? We're at those, so 2D. So that is, so you have, uh, there are 3D6 um, uh, true Iron Devil minions. There is one uh, true Iron Devil Lieutenant, uh, which is a D8. There are eight D6 collective minions and two D8 collective lieutenants. Oh boy. All right. And well, there's the car, which is rapidly speeding away. Shit. Okay. So I'm going to use my turn to take out the car. Um, I'm going to load up a glue round in my gun and I'm going to aim directly at the uh, front wheel of the car. Okay. Uh,. Sorry, John, quick question. Does the environment start checked off at one box, or does that only happen on the environment's turn? It happens on the environment's turn. Okay, cool. All right, uh, so that would be an overcome check. So uh, roll off. Okay, um, let's see here. Uh, so I'm going to use, yep, signature weaponry, ranged combat. Okay, D10, 2D8. I got a four for my mid die. Okay, so that is success with a minor twist. All right. So I'm going to say uh, you managed. So using the new uh, aiming technology that Nat uh, put on your gun, it's quite easy to actually hit that precise a shot. Uh, does, it in, um, does it affect in wind resistance? Uh, yes. Uh, no, it doesn't. But you're at a oh. range right now where wind um, where wind isn't really too much of an issue. All right. Well, Nat is just an absolute Georgia peach, so I'm going to still fire off around all the same. All right. So you managed to hit the front wheel well, and it does manage to lock the car up. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't really stop the momentum 
and it managed to pick up like a pretty good case. So all you've really done is managed to get it to sort of lock uh, one of the wheels so it turns like really sharply towards the right. Mm. And uh, the car manages to come to a stop, but it comes to a stop hard. Okay, as in... Destroying like the facade of a building hard. Oh dear. It's not super major damage, but it's a bit more collateral than you were probably hoping for. Okay, um, so uh, I just see this and I'm just... This sort of thing happens when y'all don't believe in Jesus. Why do I keep saying these things? <laughs> That's a weird predictive thing for the for the math to say. Yeah. All right. So, um, with uh, that. So, uh, um, the thing is, is that whoever was in the car, because it's crashed into the facade, uh, I'm going to say that it's crashed in such a way that they can effectively use the car as cover, and so oh they've boy. got a. Um, I'm just going to say that they get a... Uh, what was your min die on that roll? Uh, that was also a four. Okay, so they get a uh, plus two defense. Okay. Um, all right. So As that is... Uh, sorry. So just to finish off this. So the car crashes, and immediately two people, which are wearing what look to be High City Rollers colors, sort of get out and immediately, like, jump behind the car to try and, like, you know, either... Hopefully avoid getting shot, or at the very least, maybe, like, re they realize, oh, they like to slip away. Okay, so I'm gonna pass to Mr. Medium, because he was the one who was making the most overt threats, and I feel like, in this sort of situation, he would take the initiative in starting the fight. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna attack the D8. Uh, wait, so... So is the car stopped then? Yeah, the car stopped. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like whatever tension has now reached a boil. Uh, a couple of them are like, uh, it looks like the um, the True Iron Devils were about to sort of like go after the car. But in trying to split up, the, um, the collective realized that, ah, well, now it's even easier to beat them up. And the collective are now going in. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, attack the 1d8 True Iron Devil. Okay. Um, with surprise, uh, with, uh, with uh, new booking. So I'm gonna run up and then double drop kick him with my feet. And I'll use close combat. And mid die, oh, max die is six. Okay. So six damage. All right. Uh, so I need a D8. Uh, all right. So you basically dropkick this guy. Um, unfortunately, he kind of sees it coming because you're, you know, sort of grandstanding, like, you know, prance, uh, you were sort of like very- I, I was not subtle, that's yeah. fair. So he kind of sees it coming and at the last second, he manages to like roll with the punch. So you do manage to hit him, but he's not like set flying back and he's just kind of sprawled out. Uh, and it looks like having seen that, okay, wise guy, like, you know, and now it seems like he's, kind of a bit pissed off and you see him draw like a uh re he reaches down pulls up his uh jeans and pulls out what looks to be like a combat knife all right so jeff for gameplay purposes he rolled a seven so he remains yeah. a da lieutenant okay all right and who are you passing to uh i'll pass to uh, okay um you have aoe stuff right uh i don't actually i well not in green at least uh, most of my stuff is actually more based on uh, making boosts for other people or making boosts for myself. 
Alright, well, you can, I, having a boost this fat earlier is better, so... Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, or I could put a... I could also put a, a persistent um, hinder on... No, I'll, I'll just use my Athena's Insight uh, to, to give everyone a bonus, so... Well, not everyone, but a couple of you with bonus. Okay, so... Um, who needs bonuses? I'll, I'll give a plus one to the Pelicanet, because I know that you can use that to, to make birds. Yep, and I'll give a plus one to to Carsonon because I know that Car Carsonon needs a lot of bonuses for his alt. Oh, bless your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so uh, what uh, Epimuthia is going to do is going to call out like how the the different um, groups are moving, and basically call start calling like how uh, you two can best uh, like deal with these guys as quickly as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Epimethia, who are you passing to? Uh, um, sorry, who hasn't gone yet? Uh, Station hasn't gone. The Pelicanetic hasn't gone. And then all of the enemies in the environment. Yeah, we, we've got a lot of people on the other side. So maybe we could pass to them just so we don't get heptuple whammied or whatever. Um. Well, maybe uh, I was actually thinking that instead, maybe I pass to the Pelicanetic so that you can make a bird first. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say that the way the battle is going now, with the exception of the one lieutenant, which um, uh, Mr. Medium has kind of pissed off, they seem to be more focused on each other than, right. uh, like, fighting you guys. For the time being, at least. That makes sense. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess with uh, Epimethea's insight, uh, Evelyn is going to see there's kind of maybe like a... a gap that's forming in between the the collective minions and the lieutenants like ah, that would be a good place to to put uh something in order to try and separate them from each other you get like the rts view and it's like place a unit here <laughs> um yeah so she's going to use uh her green uh bird ability let's see let's do 10 and we're in green so it's a d6 Okay, mid die is a five, so that's a D8 minion, and I'm gonna burn that uh, plus one bonus that I got in order to give it autonomous, so this minion can take any of the basic actions, not just one. Ooh. Give it a bit more versatility. Um, yeah, and I guess I want this thing to like stand out and like kind of uh, draw attention to itself, and and uh, well, I guess like any big bird is basically gonna do that, but we're gonna make it an ostrich. This thing's pretty beefy. Uh, and that's my turn. Okay. Um, and I, I guess, uh, hmm, I'll pass the environment and see what happens. Okay. Um, so the environment, uh, so sensing that the, um, yeah, actually that's, all right. So Pelicanetic is, sorry, just doing a bit of a thing. So the environment goes, it ticks up the scene tracker and on the environment's turn, uh, sensing that the, like, everything is about to get real hectic. Um, uh, the environment is going to effectively in gameplay, it is going to confer another defense to um, the, whatchamacallit, um, the Kai City Rollers uh, minions. 
Um, thematically, how that works is that in the ensuing chaos, um, the High City Roller uh, minions, who have kind of ducked out of the way and uh, are probably not pretty keen on sticking around, are basically going to try and use the chaos to form a buffer of trying to like get away. So it's hard to hit them because they're far away now. Yeah, or they're they're, they're scattered basically. So it's not like uh, you can just attack them pretty easily. So uh, let's go with that and ten. There it is. All right, uh, and so that is going to be another uh, plus two to defend for them as basically they sort of like they start using the chaos to their advantage and they're starting to slink away and uh that is the environment's turn and the environment is going to pass to um he's gonna pass to the collective lieutenant because he's the only one that isn't gonna try and attack one of the other thugs so uh the lieutenant is pretty mad at mr medium and he's going to attempt to take a swipe at him with a knife um, Mr. Medium, you take five damage. Okay. And he is going to pass to, um, he is going to pass to his boys, and they are going to attempt to fight off the collective thugs. So, I'm just going to roll 46, and then we will see. Three, three, and one, two. So, and then for the collective thugs. Alright. Oh! Uh, so... They so the uh, the they basically are trying to form like a path. So they try and like uh, the true Iron Devils kind of form up and they try and like bust through the um, the collective thugs, uh, the collective minions, and they don't manage to get through particularly well. But they do manage to knock one guy out of the fight uh, by just basically like waiting for a moment and just sucker punching him, and the guy goes down for the count. Uh, then they're going to pass to the, basically the lieutenants. I'm just gonna exact, I'm just going to like, you know, extrapolate this since otherwise it's rolling a lot of dice. Um, the lieutenants, the two lieutenants, or the one lieutenant and all the thugs are going to attack the iron devils. Uh, so one of the minions goes down. So yeah, and they basically just start laying into them. And, um, the true iron devils are getting beat pretty badly. Like the minions, just like the um, the minion, like the the thugs that they kind of have around, just melt. And now it seems to be the one lieutenant, just sort of like on his lonesome. And at this point, the um, the two lieutenants on the side of the collective go, "All right, find the other two. And he points towards where the car crashed. And it seems like the thugs are now going to spread out and find those guys. And uh, then they're going to pass to Station. Uh, so Sation's gonna ask Epimethea, um, do you want me to start worrying about, do you want me to uh, bring them down, or do you want me to start getting in there and throwing punches? What do you mean by bring them down, exactly? Um, you remember during the fight with the Mad Chemist how Gene has that ability to, like, move around the battlefield and, um, like, basically cause people to get out of focus with, uh, Kiai? Okay. Alright. Um... Honestly, I think it, it's better if uh, Station just gets in there. So okay. that's what Epimethea will say. All right, Roger, Roger. And um, he is going to attempt to attack both of the um, the collective lieutenants. Well, he's going to hit one of them. He's just going to get in there and give him a good, like, basically just duck and weave, get in close and try and take one of them down. Uh, so he rolls. Max die. So that is strength, close combat, D10, D10, D8. D8. Oh boy. Uh, so his mid die is an eight, which we're going to see. 
uh, one of the lieutenants does not make. So he manages to get in there and he basically starts tussling with one of the lieutenants uh, and reduces it down to a D6. Uh, get out of here, malware. And he manages to, so yeah, he really gets in there and it looks like the other one has the, one of the, the lieutenants seem to have some sort of like fight training because they're, they're managing to hold themselves pretty well, but Gene clearly has more experience in this sort of uh, avenue. And uh, with that, he is going to pass to, um, he's going to pass back to the Pelicanetic at the start of a new round. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listentothesenerds at gmail.com.